Women Taking the Lead, bonus episode with Kate Erickson. If we feel overwhelmed or busy, like we kind of almost associate that with like crushing it because like yes. we're working so hard. <laughs> like, and that's absolutely not true. Like, I love the do less better mentality because not only is it going to help you gain more momentum and traction in your business, but it's going to free up your time so that you can actually spend your time in other areas of your life doing the things that you want to do, spending time with your family, hobbies, personal care, health and fitness, like everything. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jody Flynn. And before we dive into our conversation with Kate Erickson, I want to acknowledge for those of you who've been following along on the podcast that this is probably not what you were expecting. You were probably expecting to get the final phase in the circle of change, which is the playing the game phase. And that episode is very much in the works. But as I was coming to complete that episode, the timing did not feel right. I think you're going to understand this because that phase is a phase of living full out, um, really putting uh, your plan, your strategies, really going after your goals. And right now doesn't feel like that time. I'm just getting a sense that we are still in other phases and probably in a month or so will be the right time to release that episode. In the meantime, I am lining up some fantastic interviews to have like this one and maybe even cover some other topics before then, but that you will get that episode, I promise you. Okay, without further ado, let's hear what Kate Erickson has to share with us. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I have with me Kate Erickson, who is the engine of Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's an award-winning podcast where John Lee Dumas interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. She's also the host of the podcast, Ditch Busy, and co-author of the podcast journal, Idea to Launch in 50 Days. And you can learn more about the free training Kate and John have created for entrepreneurs who are ready to achieve financial and lifestyle freedom over at Entrepreneur on Fire. Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and share a little bit of wisdom. We're going to get into your topic in a moment, but thank you so much for coming and sharing a little bit of wisdom on many topics that you are an expert on. Jody, thank you so much for having me. Like, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. And I'm super honored for this time to be on your podcast because I love it. I love what you're doing. And we have like such a great business history together. I mean, that's how I met you, really, is through like Entrepreneur on Fire and being in Maine and John starting the podcast and he was doing coaching with you. And then I started doing coaching with you. And I love our history together. I do too. I know. It's like, I love the network um, that we've been able to build together and around. We know so many people in common and there's been such an evolution too. And I love that you pointed it out because I have a note here that you were episode seven 
of women taking the lead. So for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while or have binge listened and caught up, Kate's voice is probably very familiar. And episode seven was in 2015. So this was five years ago. So you've come back five years later. And I, you know, can you even imagine like where we both were five years ago? And now here's where we are. And we're having another conversation. (laughs) I knew that this wasn't our first for the podcast, but I couldn't remember when we had initially connected. And now you've just celebrated like this incredible milestone with the podcast too. So, oh my goodness, that's wow. Five years. Yes. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, I may have mentioned it in episode seven, but Kate was the instigator that got me to finally launch the podcast. It was um, within a membership community um, around Entrepreneurs on Fire called Podcasters Paradise. You know, and I was in there exploring starting a podcast, but doing a really good job of putting it off. (laughs) And it was around like a birthday celebration where I was talking about, I had an opportunity to talk about what I had going on. And I said, I'm fine. You know, I, my goal is to finally launch my podcast. And Kate came back and said, when? <laughs> Give me a date. You know? And thanks to you, like held my feet to the fire and got the podcast launched. And, you know, it, it has been just within my own podcast, it has been an evolution and a journey. And I know for you, you've had a journey as well. Cause back then, you know, you were going strong with your podcast, Kate's Take, which is still out there. But I love this that you also niched down and created Ditch Busy. Tell me about that journey for you. Yeah. So Kate's Take, the first podcast that I launched, which was back in 2014, um, was really kind of like a started out as a personal journey for me. And it was initiated out of me being like, I need to get over myself. Like I'm nervous about putting myself out there. I'm scared that nobody's going to value what I have to say. And I had like on... Within my personal goals, you know, putting my voice out there and having other people actually choose to tune in and learn from me was going to be a very massive step on my personal journey as an entrepreneur and continuing to put myself out there. So I launched Kate's Take, and after a year, I started becoming, you know, a lot more comfortable on the microphone. I didn't have to read word for word my episodes anymore. It's a solo based show, so I didn't really have like this back and forth to play off from. So that was kind of an added, uh, you know, challenge, if you will. And that launching that podcast really is what got me to the next level of self confidence. I got speaking gigs because of my podcast. I started connecting with these incredible entrepreneurs who are inviting me onto their podcast because of my podcast. Mm -hmm. And it just opened up so many doors for me. And at five years, actually, so it was my five-year anniversary with Kate's Take. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm ready for the next progression of this. And Kate's Take was kind of starting to feel like a little too broad, a -hmm. little too like unspecific, you know, somebody who didn't know who I was, wasn't going to look at Kate's take and say, oh, I have to listen to this or, oh, this is going to add so much value for me. So I thought, what if I could niche down on a specific topic that I'm really passionate about time management and, you know, lifestyle freedom and 
finding ways to not always feel like we're behind. I mean, like it was just such a recurring theme from so many of my listeners, from so many people in our audience. Like I'm just always overwhelmed. I always feel like I have too much to do. I can't catch up with my to-do list. And I'm like, wait a second, I can really help people with this. And so it became my mission with Ditch Busy to launch a podcast where I could talk about specific time management tips and strategies to not just help people become more productive and and feel accomplished, but also to kind of like make a lifestyle change of it so that it wasn't just like a day-by-day thing of like, I'm going to get through my to-do list today, but like a lifestyle change in the respect that like everything that you're doing in your personal life with your family and your relationships in your business, that all of it feels intentional and that everything that you're doing is something that you're present in and that you want to be doing, not things that are just, you're trying to check them off your to-do list. Yes. And I, I love that focus because I didn't, I told you after the fact, we connected, the podcast had come about, I started listening to it, loved it, and then happened to mention, you were like, oh, you're listening to it, it's so great. But what I love about um, the focus of your podcast is it's not just about being more productive. And I think, you know, well-intentioned at the heart, you know, I help my clients be more productive too. And that is a great thing. We all want to be a little more productive. And I think you you pointed it out very clearly, like being more intentional about what you're doing, but it's also removing this feeling that we're always behind the eight ball. Like we're, we're not getting enough done. It's not about necessarily doing more. It's about using your time more wisely. So you're able to get done more, but without feeling like you're pushing and striving and never getting there. Mm, Beautifully put. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a very direct question. So we've all felt that sense of overwhelm in different areas of our lives at different times. And you know, I I think some of us just like have cuddled up to overwhelm where we're just like, oh, this needs to be, I'm at this stage or this phase of my business. And, and we make it like, okay, this is common. This is normal. This is the way it has to be. But I suspect that you don't believe that is true. I know I don't believe that is true. But the question I have for you is how do we get past that no matter where or when it might show up, like that feeling of overwhelm. When it comes at us, how do we get past it? You know, I love that you made the comment that it's almost something that we've used as like a security blanket. Like if we feel overwhelmed or busy, like we kind of almost associate that with like, crushing it because like yes. we're working so hard. Like, and that's absolutely not true. Like I love the do less better mentality because not only is it going to help you gain more momentum and traction in your business, but it's going to free up your time so that you can actually spend your time in other areas of your life, doing the things that you want to do, spending time with your family hobbies, personal care, health and fitness, like everything. Right. So at its core, overwhelm is literally like, I just, I love stripping things down because we tend to overcomplicate everything. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think that we kind of use as like security or excuses or whatever you want to say it, I've totally been there. I still do it and try and catch myself as often as possible. Um, But overwhelm is simply having too many things to do. 
So if we can see it for what it is, then we can identify it and correct it. So if you think of like being in line at a buffet, right? You're like, oh, I'll take this plate and like, okay, I'm looking down the buffet line. Like you start to put a couple things on and then you're like halfway, you're like, oh, plate's getting kind of full. Then you get to the end of the line and you're like, okay, things are literally going to fall off as I walk to my table. Like there's way too much, right? And this is what we do with our time and our tasks and what we have available in our day. So like at the baseline, being able to overcome overwhelm at any stage in our business life, whatever, we have to make a commitment to start guarding our time better, to not continue putting things on our plate just because we feel like that's going to make us feel more accomplished or like we're doing more work. So that's better. Or because someone that like maybe even we're putting guilt on ourselves for like saying yes to too many things. We have to start identifying what does not need to be on our plate. What can we take off from our plate that does not align with our goals, that doesn't align with the future that we see for ourselves, for our family, for our business, for our personal lives. And we need to start stripping that things, those things out. And once we're able to do that, then it just becomes a matter of getting so super clear on your goals that anytime you're ever saying yes to anything, it's because you know that that is going to help you get one step closer to your goals. And once you're able to look at it from that priority standpoint of, I feel empowered and great about saying no to things that are not going to help me get closer to my goals. Because I know that that means that everything that I'm saying yes to is not only helping me move forward, gain momentum and gain traction, but it's also helping me free up time in my life to spend on all the other things I want to be doing besides my business. Oh my God. I think that's perfect. And what came to mind is um, it's around the, the thing. I think that's a big one saying yes to things that in retrospect, you're like, oh my gosh, is this a good use of my time? And I have been guilty of that so many times where I say yes, because it sounds like the right thing to do and it's so great and I want to be supportive of other people. And then the day comes and I see my schedule and I'm like, why did I do that? This is not as big of a priority as it is. And I think it's so crucial to take a step back and be very clear on what your goals and your priorities are so that even if your calendar says, oh yeah, you can throw it here. Like really, you need to say no anyway because it's not in alignment with your goals because how many times have we said, oh, once we get past these few weeks, my schedule will clear up. And that never happens because other things get thrown on top of it or deadlines have to get moved. So you may put something on your calendar a month out that doesn't seem like a big deal. But when that day comes, other things have cropped up around it and now you're in a situation the other thing I, I wanted to add that came to mind too is sometimes these are things we put on ourselves that yes. we're like, oh, if I'm going to do this, it has to be done this certain way. So I'm going to give an example because this is what popped to mind. And I was just going through this agony this morning, my workout. I had a couple of choices. I knew it was a cardio day. And so I have an elliptical in my home, but I also have a trail near here. Now here's the thing <clears throat> with my elliptical, I just jump on. And I go for a half an hour, an intense workout, and I'm done. And because of the time constraint, 
I chose that because when I go running on the trail, I have to drive five minutes away. In my head, I need to do a half a mile walking warm up and then I run three miles and then I have to do a half a mile walking cool down and then I have to drive five miles home. So I won't go for a run because that takes too much time, even though when the weather is nice, that is my preferred activity is to get outside. And then as I'm taking a shower, after I had done my elliptical workout, I was like, why am I such a crazy person? (laughs) (laughs) Why could I not, why can I not like see this process? Cause I'm sure that's, that's part of, um, what you tackle as well. Cause you are a process person. Like how many, um, how do I want to put this? Like inefficiencies are in a process that, that causes us to feel overwhelmed and busy. Cause if I had gone on that run and done it the way I want, to do, like, I'm going to put in air quotes, want to do it. Now I'm feeling overwhelmed and rushed and I've done it to myself. Right. And that is like at the core too, when you go back to the idea for Ditch Busy, it was like, I had like this light bulb moment where I'm like, every time I feel overwhelmed or busy or like, I'm ashamed almost or like guilting myself for how little I was able to accomplish. You know, I'm using air quotes for how little I was able to accomplish (laughs) because we love to ignore that we just got a lot accomplished. But um, all of that is self-inflicted. Nobody else is going into your calendar and scheduling things for you. No one else, Jody, has told you mm-hmm. that you have to do the the drive and the warm up and then the thing and then the da 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 da. You know, and and if that's your process for it, and it and you feel great about it, and there are certain days and times where that works beautifully for you, awesome. But we do have to recognize that in every area of our lives, we are the only ones in full control of our time. We're the ones that say yes to things. We're the ones that have the power to say no to things. And we're like, we're literally the only people that we can turn to when we look at our calendar for the week and feel completely overrun before the week has even started. Like you did that to yourself. But this is a beautiful learning point because once we recognize that and acknowledge it, then we can start to take steps to make it better. Right. I love how you said that this busy feeling is self-inflicted and our calendars are ours. Now, those working in organizations, I totally understand. There are required meetings you have to go to. There are certain things you need to get done. But I bet even in your schedule, you could look at where, which, which meetings can I not sh- go to? that I could get a quick, like the, I could read the email summing up the meeting afterwards, and then I could get other work done while the meeting's going on. Like there's always some flexibility. There's always some wiggle room. And yeah, just in the case of my run, I could have done a quick warm up, you know, an active warm up, walking right out my door, started my run, came back, and it would have been fine. Like I was just being very rigid about how it had to look. You talked about something else that I think is a big, big thing as well, especially for the women in this community, the to-do list. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> okay. That feeling of, oh God. Um, okay. So a couple of things before I dive in and say, and I'm like, give me your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Those days where you have on your to-do list, 10 things you got to do, you get done beautifully, seven things. And you are so upset with yourself 
because there are three things left over and those three things have to move to the next day or a couple days out. And you're in this endless cycle of feeling like you're bumping things and you, and there are probably some people listening to who feel like they're a procrastinator because this happens because you're constantly pushing things out. And I know that feeling, that amazing, beautiful feeling of like the end of the day comes and you've ticked off your, the last item on your to-do list and you want to almost cry with joy and like do cartwheels and like a huge celebration because what an amazing day you got your to-do list done. But I'll tell you, Kate, I've probably had three of those days in the last five years. You know, they're so rare. They're like the blue moon. How do we, how do we handle our to-do list so we don't feel so darn busy? I mean, exactly how you laid it out right there. Like we make ourselves feel so bad about not finishing our to-do list. Like we are so hard on ourselves for not being as productive as we could be or as focused as we could be or as disciplined as we can be. But that's again, going back to like that recognition is where it starts. So if you can like get to a place where you're going to make a commitment to not be so hard on yourself, that's the first step. Then we need to start setting more realistic expectations. The expectations that we are giving ourselves are the reason why the the cause and effect of why we are so hard on ourselves and why when you have that list of 10 things to do, but you can only finish seven. And instead of celebrating seven incredible check marks, you're mad or upset with yourself about the three you didn't do. We're setting unrealistic expectations. So to get to a place where we can start setting realistic expectations so that we have a list of five things to do and we can end the day celebrating every single one of those five things, gaining momentum and traction and all this positivity. We need to, what I like to do, what I recommend is starting to time yourself when you're doing things, the Pomodoro technique, right? Tasks will expand to the time allotted. So in order to get to a to-do list that is realistic, we need to understand how long it takes us to do the things on our to-do list. Otherwise, we just keep piling things on and piling things on. We're like, oh yeah, I got this. I got that. Sure. Yes, I'll do that. Yep, I'll do that. Yep, I'll do that. One of the most powerful things I've ever read in a book before was in Essentialism by James McEwen. And he says, when you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to every single other thing that you could be doing with that time. And that was just like such a aha for me of like, if I keep saying yes to more and more and more things without, maybe it's subconsciously, without even consciously realizing it, I'm saying no to my workout. I'm potentially saying no to making a healthy dinner. I'm potentially saying no to spending time with my family. Like all these things that we continue saying yes to is just pushing our time out and out and out. Then, you know, we have this to-do list of 15 things when in reality, if we were timing ourselves and being more realistic about how long it's going to take us to do the things on our list, then we could start creating to-do lists that we could actually get to the end of. And not only that we could get to the end of and build like this beautiful momentum and traction and everything, but that to, at the end of the day, we still have all of this free time to care for ourselves, to care for our family, to nurture our relationships and, and all the other things that we want to do with our life. And at that point, 
when you can get to a place where you start doing all of those things, then it becomes a matter of, because not every day is going to be perfect, right? You might have done everything. Like you're not going to be hard on yourself. You're going to set realistic expectations. You time yourself on the things that you do. So you have a really good picture of, of how many things you can accomplish. You get maybe, you know, to the end of the day and you only finished five of the six things. That is okay. It's not time to beat yourself up at that point. It's time to learn from that experience so that you can be better moving forward. It's time to understand that that's okay that I still have one thing left on my to-do list. One, how can I let this help inform my to-do list moving forward so that I can be even better about expectations? But two, I'm just going to take that thing that I didn't finish and I'm going to reprioritize it. Like understanding your priority is so critical and it's not priorities. Like that literally is not a word. Priority is a singular thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot of things. Your priority is your number one focus. So when you have those leftover things, instead of just saying like, oh gosh, I guess I have to just like push this to tomorrow now and now tomorrow's to-do list is never going to get done reprioritize it. Maybe it doesn't happen until next week. Maybe it's something you can, that doesn't even matter as it relates, you know, going back to the overwhelm thing. Like maybe this isn't even something that's helping you get towards your goals and you can completely cut it, like check it off forever by dumping it in the trash. Like, you know, so um, reprioritizing would be then the way to move forward and to start making this like something that you can look forward to every day, finishing your to-do list rather than already dreading that you're not going to be able to get it done when you haven't even started your day yet. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Kate, like I can envision this could be a full day workshop on how to set a priority and looking at your calendar and your to-do list because there's so many things to learn in that. And But I love that you focused on, it's an opportunity to learn. Like, what happened today that that priority didn't get done? Not as an opportunity to beat yourself up, but to assess the day. Did I put too many meetings on this day? Was mm-hmm. this even important? Knowing I had this many meetings or this many things I had to deal with, was it even a good idea to have some of these things on my to-do list today? And the thing that like, it's so, I think this is like the next hurdle for me is also leaving space in the day for the unexpected. I Mm -hmm. plot out my days almost so to the minute and striving to get as much done that when I all of a sudden get a phone call or an email, that's a curveball that completely throws my day off. And then I feel bad about that. Cause I'm like, I know these things happen. Like, why mm-hmm. did I not plan for that? But, you know, just taking it on, like, it's something to, um, give me an opportunity to assess like how I can plan my day better so that I'm feeling good at the end of the day. And you're exactly right. I can't even tell you how many times I've had a conversation with somebody at the end of the day and they ask, how'd your day go? And I was like, oh, it wasn't very productive. But then I start going through the list of what I did and they're like, "Uh, that sounds like a pretty productive (laughs) day. Like, yeah, but I didn't get this one thing done. This thing that's really important didn't get done. But when I analyze it, it wasn't as important as all the other things I did get done. So kind of like taking a step back, like having some space and some kindness for myself. Um, And Kate, I know you have a busy day and plan your day very well. We're getting to the end of our time. Are there any other um, tips that you can share to help somebody 
to to get better at you know <laughs> this is funny to say get better at feeling better about <laughs> how they're structuring their day and i know you know the podcast is evergreen but you know the reality is we are recording this right in the middle of the covid-19 pandemic and you know we're still following stay at home orders i think for those people who were even pretty good at time management that threw them for a loop, you know, are there any like last minute things you can share to help people just in general to feel better about time management? And so many, <laughs> I, ha- I have like a hundred things I want to say right now. <laughs> you saying that we should make a workshop out of this, like made me the happiest, geekiest person in the world, because <laughs> that would be like such a dream day. Um, okay. So I-, I love that you say to feel better about the day because those those feelings and those experiences are what help us like start to habitualize these routines and these ways of spending and managing our time. When we feel bad about something, we're not likely to repeat it in in a way that like to improve it. When we feel great about something, we're like, oh man, that felt awesome. I want to feel that again. And by picking up some of these habits and these routines, that's exactly how you can start working towards like the um, the day that we talked about where you get to the end of your to-do list and you feel awesome about it. And like one thing that has been really helpful and really powerful for me, um, especially now where, you know, I know a lot of people's routines have been disrupted and we're kind of thrown into this, like, uh, if we're used to structure and like the same thing, that, that, that's not what we're getting right now. And that can be really disruptive and, um, you know, distracting for productivity and for getting things done. I always, when I start feeling that way, like kind of anxious or like I can't get into a focus mode, like I always bring myself back to what I can control. There are so many things that we stress ourselves out about, that we get anxious over, that we feel overwhelmed by that are out of our control. And where your focus um, or where you know your energy and your focus are that is where you will be. So if you can pull yourself back to an energy and a focus of what you can control, then it becomes more about what you can accomplish versus what's just going to keep you spinning your wheels, which can be so counterproductive and so unaligned with likely how you want to or should want to be spending your time, right? Um, So coming back to that focus, coming back to what you can control, continuing to learn those lessons. I think that that's something that we pass up a lot, even if it's subconsciously. I'm not saying that people do it consciously, but there's so many lessons to be learned and the experiences that we're having every day. So when you do feel that overwhelm or when you do feel like you're kind of coming down on yourself for maybe not getting to the end of your to-do list, like sit with that for a second. See what lesson you can take from that. I I was just chatting uh, uh, the other day with a woman I know who's a manager in an office and she manages a lot of employees. And she said, you know what? The the biggest thing for me when, when everyone was still going into the office was that everyone's always coming into my office with like, they need me to approve things and they need to look at things. And like, these are urgent things. They're client things. Like I have to do this. And I said, 
I understand that there are urgent things and that you want to be a great leader and support your team. And I'm all about all of that. The best way that you can do that is through setting boundaries and coming up with a system that will help you most effectively serve your team and help your team do their job better by, we, we sat down and we came up with a system together to where she set up office hours that was open time that during this time, you guys come into my office, my time is yours. I want to look at all the documents. I want to help you get every signature that you need. All of that. We'll talk through feedback, brainstorm, everything. But by setting a boundary like that, by having like an office hours once a day where people know that they can come into your office for things, you're allowing yourself to thrive and be more productive and more focused and more disciplined in every other area of your work, which then is going to build that same momentum and that traction so, so that when you get home, you can be done with your workday and you can do the family, the personal care and all of that. So I could talk about this all day, really. <laughs> you and I could both too. And that brought me back to like the example I had of my run. We think it has to get done one way, but when we take a step back and really break it down and what's happening, we actually could recreate it and have it, have it happen in a way that like fits and still mm -hmm. supports, but is in alignment with our goals and makes us feel good. I love that story you told because I find that that is true, that with most people, we've been just doing things the same way for so long. We can't imagine that there's another way to do it or that if we change it, then we're sending a message that we don't care or we're not competent and all that. And all of it's not true. It's just finding that opportunity to take a step back and really examine it. And I love that this person had you to explore this with. You're perfect for that. It's always my much easier from a different perspective, right? Absolutely. I mean, to your point, like we get in these routines and we kind of lose sight that there could be another way. Yes. Like my mom often says, you didn't see it because it was right at the tip of your nose, right? <laughs> we're just, we're just too close to it. And yeah. Kate, I, you know, I love talking to you. I love spending time with you and I bet other people who are listening to you feel the same way. So where can people find you online? Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for our time together. And thank you to those of you tuning in. I super appreciate it. I hope that this was very valuable. Um, everything that John and I do is over at eofire.com. You can find the podcast Ditch Busy at ditchbusy.com. And everything that we've been talking about here today, like just 10x it. And that's all I do on my podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yes, I've been enjoying it. And I know my listeners are going to enjoy it as well. And Kate, once again, thank you for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. 
And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.